What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the White Oak Collective podcast. I am running this one solo today, and Austin's usually the one that keeps up with what episode we're on, so I really don't have a clue. But I'm sure some of y'all probably thought we had quit doing this thing because we've been slacking on dropping them lately, but we haven't. We just, it's been, we've been busy and trying to line our schedules up and all that. It's just, it's been hectic. Um, I'm sure a lot of y'all that are around where we're at have been busy as well, trying to get your food plots planted and trying to get everything ready for deer season. And then the last two weeks actually doing some deer hunting. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to run this one solo today. Um, We'll see how it goes. I know it's going to be a little different, but it's better than nothing. So hope you enjoy it. A couple little housekeeping things that I want to mention before I jump into what I'm going to talk about today. Um, YouTube, we have started, we're going to start putting our podcast up on YouTube. We hope to have some video soon. We're working on that. Um, But if you could go ahead and go, our YouTube page is White Oak Properties. If you could go ahead and go subscribe to that, you'll see when we start dropping video. If you want to go catch up on some of our old ones, we're going to be uploading our old podcast on there. Um, if you listen on Spotify or Apple, please subscribe if you don't already. That just helps us get in front of people. And then that way, especially when we get off schedule like this, if you don't know when, you know, if we, you don't know exactly what day we're dropping them, that'll let you know it'll pop up when we, when we drop a new one. So. If you are local around the Meridian area, we've got Bud and Burgers this weekend, and the reason I mention that is because we try to sponsor that thing every year. It's it's one of the best events in Meridian, I think. Um, Mustache Band is playing this year, so it ought to really be a good time. If you're there, come say what's up. We'll be walking around. We'll be uh, we're the Huggy sponsor this year, so hopefully you'll get a Huggy with our logo on there. Um, but it's it's a really good time if you hadn't been or if you're anywhere close to Meridian, just come come check it out. So what I want to talk about today is deer camp. Um, I've been working on a, let's just call it probably turn of the century, 1900s old house out on the property that I own now that we've mentioned before on the podcast. I really, when I bought the place, I didn't even know that it had a house on it. Uh, the legal description was kind of iffy. It looked, the tax map showed that the house was not on me, but the people selling the property, they said it was on me, but I had never been inside it. And they were like, you know, it's got no value. It's not worth anything. And if you look at it from the outside, it really, I kind of would agree with them. It looks like it, it has no value. Uh, but I was out there probably, probably been may or so i was out there and it's actually two houses that sit next to each other and the neighbors that own the house beside me they don't live there they're they live in florida and they don't come up hardly ever but they happened to be there and that was the first time i had met them and i said you know do you know where the property line might be because i'm really not sure and i didn't you know let on that i thought that the Second house was on her property, but she said, yeah, it's right here between these two houses. It runs right down the middle. That house is on you, and this house is ours. So that told me all I needed to know. Um, That house was on me, so I was going to fix it up. Um, Me and my buddy went out there a couple days later, and it was locked up. So 
we just broke in the back door and went and looked around. When we started looking around, you could tell that it was not in good shape, but it was not in terrible shape either. It was, I mean, up under it was sound. The Nothing was really rotten. I mean, it had a little bit of – it was all wood. Like I said, it was built in the 1900s. Uh, it had a little bit of termite damage, but not much. But I could tell pretty quick that it would make a fine deer camp. Um, I've been – I've stayed in – deer camps that were probably worse than this thing was the first time we walked in it um so anyway i've kind of been doing everything as i go trying to fix it up trying to get it ready for this deer season and it's kind of slacking behind because number one i don't really know what i'm doing and number two i've just kind of got to go out there and do it when i've got some spare time so so it'll get done when it gets done but anyway being out there and setting stuff up and coming up with ideas and all that, it really got me thinking about what goes into deer camp, um, kind of how I think deer camps have changed since I was growing up, and that may be just because I have grown up and I've seen things a little different. It may be because it's really changing. Who knows? But I just kind of wanted to talk about deer camp, and it's just been on my mind a lot lately. I wrote an article for our blog last week about deer camp and it got me just all fired up and more fired up to finish this thing just to be able to go out there and hang out and take my friends out there my family out there and do what you're supposed to do at deer camp so first thing i'm going to kind of talk about i guess what i think goes into deer camp this is strictly my opinion um it you may disagree you may agree I'd love to know. I'd love for you to comment and let me know what you think. But I'm going to say that the number one thing is it has to be, you have to have some sort of structure there. Now, it doesn't have to be a permanent structure, I don't guess. I've seen people that go, you know, they lease land or whatever, and they go park a camper there before the season opens, and that's their spot for the year. Uh, And then they, you know, drive it away when the season's over and that's perfectly fine i mean that's uh if that's what you got to do that's that's deer camp that makes deer camp and you can have more fun in those campers than you can in nice houses a lot of the time so but you can have that you can have let's say a trailer you can have an old shack i mean and we've all seen them the big fancy lodges that people have now and i i can't really say much there because that's kind of what we've got on my family's place now that's not where i grow grew up going to deer camp i grew up going to a trailer down the road from where this lodge is now but when um back in i guess oh six oh seven it was after katrina uh we had so much wood blown down on our property that we had to we had to get it up and felt like that was a good time when we had so much wood to mill it and and build us a nice camp out there and we did and it's i mean it's it's super nice and i love taking my family there but uh, it's not the same feeling as that old trailer that i had growing up it's just something about it's just something about something that's not super nice you i mean you don't want to feel like you're going to a fancy place when you're going to deer camp you don't want to feel like you're going somewhere that you better take your boots off before you walk inside because you don't want to get things dirty. I mean, that's just not what I think when I'm thinking deer camp. But, you know, to each their own. And there's, I mean, like I say, I've been to all of them. Um, 
I lean towards the, the old shacks and the old trailers more, but it is what it is. So a couple of must-haves that I think you've got to have if you're going to set up a deer camp. Number one, which just kind of goes with the structure, I guess I guess number one was the structure, so we'll call this one number two, but I think it's you've got to have either a porch or some kind of covered area. You know, I know if you've got a camper or whatnot, you can't really have a porch, but some type of covered area to sit there and hang out, um, whether it be sitting there cooking breakfast on the griddle after the morning hunt or cooking out after the hunt in the evening you got to have somewhere where you can fire up the grill and hang out have a bunch of chairs out there now you might have i know for our old camp it was you might have a recliner out there on the porch you might have a couple rocking chairs one plastic chair i mean it doesn't have to be fancy but you got to have somewhere that you can go cook out and grill and fry up some backstrap stuff like that and uh you don't have that if you got to cook all your stuff inside or you can't cook outside because it's raining that evening or whatever that's not going to work you got to have some you got to have a porch or some kind of covered area to hang out number three which is probably the most important in my opinion but that's going to be a fire pit out of you know somewhere out in the yard you got to have a fire pit where you can go after the evening hunt, mix you a drink, get you a cold beer, something like that, go sit by the fire. And that's kind of where I feel like everybody talks about how their evening hunt went. Um, You know, everybody kind of goes their separate ways. And this has changed a little bit now, and I kind of hate it, but it's changed because of texting's gotten so easy. Uh, You know, back in the day, you didn't know what your buddy was seeing couple stands away until you got back and had to kind of recap it and let them know you know what you saw what they saw and and again it's kind of you know I'm thinking about what all has changed and that's kind of changed with cell cameras too it's like oh well yeah I saw that deer that we've had on camera for two months that's not I mean I used to love not knowing what was out there you know you could be sitting there and that was a good thing about not having cell cameras and kind of being a kid and not realizing what what the possibilities were on your property but you know every time you went hunting when you were younger it was like oh i'm about to see an absolute trophy and nowadays you know you've got so many cell cameras and you know the limitations of your property it's like well i might see this eight point or i might see this little four-year-old, six-point, what you know, I, I might have a couple shooters, but it's not that mythical trophy that was going to walk out every time when you were younger. But anyway, getting back to getting back to talking about deer camp, the, the fire pit, it's just, I mean, it's just a must. And I guess going along with the fire pit, like I said, another must that I don't have on the list is something to drink at that fire pit when you get done hunting. So, like I said, whether that be my go-to has got to be a cold beer, but if you want a whiskey drink or whatever, you got to have something to get to hang out at that fire pit. So going forward, the next one is going to be I'm going to call it a skinning shed. I don't, you know, everybody's got a different name for it, and a lot of people don't ha- actually have a shed, but the skinning shed is that's about on par with the fire pit where as far as you've got to 
have that. And it's not even for its use in skinning a deer. It's for its hanging out. Um, back when I was younger, when I was a kid, to, you know, talking about not knowing what everybody's seeing, it's, I used to get back and just sit there and wait and wait and wait. And anybody that's running, you know, 10 minutes or so late, it's like, oh, let's see. Are they going to back up to the to the shoot? I mean, to the uh, skinning shed? Like oh yep, there they are. They're backing up to it, and then you didn't know. Again, you didn't know what was going to be in the back of the truck. Was it going to be this big trophy buck? Was it going to be a doe? You never knew. You just had to go out there and see. And then everybody's all fired up, you know, when it is the buck, and you're all hanging out out there and recapping the hunt and how it, when it came out, what it came out with. If they had to track it, if it dropped in the field, you know all that. It's uh, that was cool, and I'm I'm saying all these must haves, and I'm really just sitting here thinking about all that I had growing up, and it's still. I mean, I love deer camp, and that's the reason that I'm fixing this place up on my property is to be able to take my family and my friends out there and kind of get these things back going. Now, granted, I'm I plan on selling this property after I get it fixed how I would want it but at the same time somebody's gonna be able to buy that deer camp and and take it and run with it and start their own traditions there and that'll be I'll be happy that I was able to help make that happen so the last thing I've got for the must-haves at deer camp is um, a deck of cards now I know that sounds simple but you don't know how many times I've been places and it's like, oh, y'all want to play poker, or y'all want to play a drinking game, whatever, and then you you rummage around and um, can't find a deck of cards, so you can't play. You gotta have um, you gotta have a deck of cards. Now, you, for the season, you might want to go buy four or five decks and just throw them in a cabinet somewhere, so you know you've got them. But uh, I I admittedly am not admittedly, I guess. I'm not a big poker fan, but it seems like whenever I'm at the camp or something, that just kind of changes. And I guess because there's only so much to do at the deer camp after dark, but I just I like playing cards and hanging around. And every one of these goes back to just hanging out. Um, and that to me is the most important thing about deer camp. I love I love the actual hunting, but I don't think I would. I don't think I'd go to deer camp if it was just for the hunting. I don't I don't think I'd really get anything out of it. Um if I had to just hunt by myself all the time, I don't think I would go to deer camp to sit by myself. I think it's just the hanging out, the being with your friends, being with your family, um being kind of away from everybody else, from what's going on in the world, and not not worrying about that anymore and kind of feeling like you're it's almost kind of like you're going back in time because it's back when you were a kid and you've got all those memories. And every time you go to a deer camp, it seems like all those memories come back and you you don't think about it during the time, but you're making new memories every single time you go. And one day you're going to look back and say, oh, yeah, that was that time I did that or that was that time so-and-so killed that big buck. And you don't forget those things. I mean, when you're just – hanging out around town, doing whatever on the weekends, you know. Yeah, you make memories here and there, but it's not It's not like when you go to deer camp and that's that stuff that you remember for the rest of your life. But 
that's a I've just been thinking a lot about deer camp lately because it's, I mean, that's probably, like I say, it's my favorite. I think it's probably my favorite place in the world to be is, is going to a deer camp. And I don't care if it's mine, if it's one of my buddies, you know, even going to, when, when you go do these pay hunts and you stay at the camp, it's something new and there's new people there and you're hanging out with new people talking about different things. I mean, all of that is just, it's my favorite part of hunting. Uh, and that's the, I know I've said it before, you know, I'm all about turkey hunting, but I deer hunt to do it and to get the meat, but it's really, I think, just kind of hanging out around the camp because you don't, at least the turkey hunting I do, you know, we don't really have the big get-togethers at the camp. We don't stay at the camp for the weekend to turkey hunt. It's kind of go for the morning and go home, but um, the deer camp is... That's what it's all about this time of year, in my opinion. And with the weather turning cold and deer season actually being open, it's got me just fired up about it, and that's really all I've been able to think about. And that's why I wanted to just kind of jump on this podcast and, and talk about that for a little bit. If you've got any like old deer camp stories or deer camp must-haves that you think that you've got to have, comment on wherever you're listening, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or you can go – comment on our Instagram page at White Oak Properties and just DM us and let us know what's uh what deer camp means to you, what what uh memories you've got from deer camp and and I'd love to hear them. Um I know this one's kind of short and sweet, but like I said, I didn't want to just not drop you anything. Um Austin will hopefully be back next time. Just a quick little note as well. I hope I can get better at running these solo. I'm going to start a podcast, another podcast to go along with this one. That'll be a weekly deal, but it'll only be probably, let's say, five to ten minutes, just kind of a land update. Um, You know, we've said many times this podcast is supposed to go hand-in-hand with White Oak Properties, our real estate firm, and we, we don't really mention real estate that often. So I want to start something kind of quick and easy to, if anybody's, interested in the actual real estate side of things we'll just kind of give land updates quick land management tips um really just short form stuff it won't be it won't be long 30 minutes to an hour it'll be five ten minutes but it'll be weekly and it'll actually give you some updates if you're interested in the real estate side of things or if you plan to buy some land one day but i hope y'all enjoyed this um i know it's a little different it's a little awkward running this thing by myself i'm sitting in here in this studio by myself talking to myself i feel like so um i appreciate you listening i appreciate y'all staying with us it's been uh, i know when my when the podcast that i listen to when they skip weeks and stuff it kind of pisses me off because i'm looking forward to it and i know that we've got some followers that listen to us every time we drop one so i know you're probably looking forward to it and um I hope that we don't have to skip any going forward. If I have to start doing these kind of solo and and just kind of talking about what's on my mind, then that'll be what I do. But like I said, hope y'all enjoyed it. We will be back in two weeks. And um, if you've got any recommendations on stuff you want to hear or little segments that we might could do, any kind of recommendations or feedback, we'd really appreciate it. So we will see y'all in two weeks.